Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Need to take care of them every day. And so there are people who are chosen to work certain days, people who, and nobody wants to work on a particular day. So then they rotate. Isn't that so? No one wants to work on a weekend. So if you are a healthcare provider, your weekend is split. You share with your co-workers. Some of them work this weekend and you are off. But if you know that this thing, this job that I have taken, now is standing in my way, then you have to have a way to deal with it. Such as maneuvering to even switch shifts with your co-workers, working some shift that they don't like so that you can take this shift that it will make a way for you to serve God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Some of us have to work 24 hours on a Saturday so that you can even be in church on Sunday. It's not an easy thing. No one, everyone that sees you, why do you do these things? Why do you, but you know that it's a circumstance that you have to deal with. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That it will make a way for you to now serve God. So identify them and see, is it a major, if it's a major circumstance, you can, if you are a pilot and you are flying and you are flying and on a Sunday you are on the plane, there's no way you can be in a church. So it's a major circumstance that you can't do anything about. Is someone understanding what I'm sharing with you? Some circumstances, they are avoidable. Some circumstances are also unavoidable. Do you see? Some are avoidable, some are unavoidable. Amen. Like I was saying, if you are a parent, you cannot afford not to take care of your children. Your children will always be with you. It's something that you have to deal with. It's unavoidable circumstances. Amen. Amen. If you are a wife or you are a husband, there are certain things that you can avoid. Amen. There are certain things that you don't have to take on to make you not able to serve God or do the work of God. You are a husband, your wife is going for the grocery and you want to see every penny that is spent. So you are following her. You are following her to the grocery and you, you want to know everything. You see, such a thing you can avoid. You can afford not to do it. Don't get involved. Let her go. You can sit in the car. Wait for her. When she finishes, you go and carry the things. And as you are sitting in the car, you can be calling people. You have the list of your sheep. You're following them. And you are calling them and following them up. Not following and everything that, how much is that? Is this one on sale? No, pick this one. And then you are saying, you see, it's something that you can do, you can let go. You can let go. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are the one that are, you are holding the coupons. You know, and then you look, this one. And then you, hey, how much? And then you, everything, your eyes are in it. You can, you can escape that and do the work of God. Amen. Amen. Some of you also, you have some special taste for certain meat. So you have to follow the woman to make sure she buys that meat. Because whenever she goes, she buys the meat that she likes. And you are following the woman to the grocery store. How many men follow the woman to the grocery store? Not in this church. How many of you, 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 Hallelujah. Look, the woman can do the grocery without breaking the home finances. She can do the grocery and still make some nice food for you to eat. Amen. So you see, certain circumstances, they are avoidable. Some are not. But such a circumstance, you can avoid it. You don't need to follow her to Costco, to BJ's, and 
Brand, you are selecting brand. You, come on, come on. You don't need to. You can, you can do the work of God. I say you can do the work of And so that we are busy on the weekend and we can't, so we can't follow up. We can't do this. We can't go. And it's because you are following all these things. Amen. Some of you also, as busy as you are, you know you are a busy person. You work and you want to serve God and you want to do things, but you also have gone and joined yourself to all kinds of associations. All kinds of associations. All kinds of associations. You are the treasurer in this association. You are the general secretary in the Okrapi Mine Association. You are the Kwau, Kwau, whatever association. You are the secretary. You are the treasurer for the uh, the Ghanaians in the diaspora association. Ghanaians fighting for independence from all sorts of things. <laughs> what association? All boys association. All girls association. You have joined yourself in this, and every weekend they are having meetings. And we're having shepherd's meeting, and you, you have to go. You have to go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And then when you gather them, listen, we we in the diaspora, eh, we have to, you know, we cannot sit down, let them do these things. You know, we have to rel- and then you're all talking, 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 talking. You can't do anything. You can't do anything. If you have God, you can do something. I say, if you have God, you can do something. You can pray for the leaders and you can, something can happen. Amen. And you have allowed this thing to become a circumstance. You can't even do the work of God. It has become a circumstance. Amen. It has become a big circumstance. You cannot even serve God. Hallelujah. You know, Recently, you know, a group of my former school students gathered and, you know, they invite you to some WhatsApp conversation and, you know, I said, okay, okay, I mean, let's, okay, let's look into it, let's join it. By the time I realized, I said, hey, this thing, I cannot, I cannot be a pastor, I cannot do this thing and then be, because when I... <laughs> There are no message. Eight thousand messages. <laughs> I showed it. I said. I said, look. <laughs> I, said, I cannot. I cannot handle this. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> when I showed it to somebody, the person was shocked. I said, okay, now let me listen, let me leave it alone. By the time I realized 8,000 messages, I can't catch up. (laughs) I cannot catch up on this and then follow my sheep. How am I going to follow my sheep? How am I going to follow my sheep? I can't catch up. One night, (laughs) one night I was at work. And I said, you know, you, you don't want to be like, oh, I, I. So he said, let me. I said, no, no, no. This, I, this. <laughs> let me tell you. These things are circumstances that we need to deal with. They are taking us from God. I said, they are taking us from God. We spend so much time on these things. So I asked one person, I said, you know, if there's any, some important matter that you need me, uh, you need my help or you need. Just let me know. But this I cannot handle. At all. At all. My friends, if you are hearing it, I apologize. But I tried. You know I tried. And since I cleaned the 8,000 messages, how many do I, just a few, how many do I have here? How many messages? 2,379 messages that I need to open and read. How am I going to be a pastor and then do this? I can't. I can't. I cannot. 
Meanwhile, my church members are texting me here. My church members are calling me. This one needs this. Email the church. Email the church this. You cannot serve God if you want to follow these things. You can't serve God. So the Bible is a, identify the circumstances. Identify the things that stand in our way. Identify them. And see what is preventing you from serving God. See what is preventing you from sleeping early enough so that you can rise up at noon to pray. You, you are not praying and the reason is because you are reading 3,000 messages in the night. 3,000 messages in the night. Different time interval. Oh, that's another thing that I noted. <laughs> I realized, I said, ah, but how come these people are still on the phone? And then I realized that some are here, some are there, different places and different times. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And then you realize, they say, ah, you are missing. Where are you? You are missing. Eh? Where is this person? That age. I was afraid. <laughs> When I opened it, I said, 8,000. I said, hey! I was afraid. I was a, 8,000. I have never seen that before. 8,000 messages. How am, I, how am I going to read them? I was afraid. I realized that this is come to prevent me from following my sheep. I cannot pay attention to. It's too much. What's up? Amen. Amen. Some of you have taken too much things upon yourselves and for that reason you cannot serve God. You cannot serve God. Some of you who are joined all these associations, you see, I'm not saying don't join this association. But you see, you have taken too much upon yourself because sometimes they say, oh, because you are the one that is a Christian, you'll be the treasure. Okay, be the treasurer. But you also want to be the general secretary. You also want to be this. And you are a treasurer here, a general secretary. And another thing here, and on this one also, and on that one also. You cannot. You see, because there are certain things that unbelievers can do. There are certain things that unbelievers can do. There are certain things that unbelievers cannot do. Do you understand? Certain things unbelievers can do. Certain things unbelievers cannot do. Such as following up on a sheep, unbelievers cannot do that. So why don't you leave the things that unbelievers cannot do and do them, and the things that believers can do, you turn them and leave them to do the general secretary and the, all the other things. Unbelievers can do recording of messages when the association meets. Yeah. But you have taken a lot of things upon yourself. And for that reason, you can't do the work of God. You can't do the work of God. And it's standing in your way. God is expecting us to identify them. Amen. Identify them. Hallelujah. Identify them. And see that this work, let someone else do it. Some of you, you have become the 28th street shopper. You are the specialist at 28th street. They are organizing the funeral. They are organizing this. They are organizing that. It is you. And then we see you tired coming from train, holding all these bars, and you are taking the train. And then you are in the train carrying all these things. <laughs> tired. And then you can't come to church. You cannot come to church. You are tired. So as soon as they arrive, they need lace. Where is then they are looking for you? Where is Sissy? Let's cause she knows a place in 28th Street. Let her go. They need, they need um, key holders. And then it is you. They need handkerchief. It is you. And you know, another thing also is that you also don't want to show anybody where you buy these things. Because you want to be important. They come and they say, Ah, where do you buy these nice wigs? And where do you buy? Oh! There's some place in um, 20, uh, you can't find it. There's no train. Train doesn't go there. You know, you have to take the train and then you have to take the bus and then you have to transfer. And if I show you, you won't find it. You just give me, I'll go and get it for you. You want to be important. You want to be important. 
So as soon as they arrive from wherever country they come from, they come from and then they call you. Uh, oh, okay, I'll be there. What? When? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, meet me Tuesday. You don't want to show anyone. Identify the circumstances. What is preventing you from serving God? See what is in your way. You see, and it looks like it's a good thing. It looks like you are helping your friends and your family members and you are doing this thing for them, but you, are, you have to identify and see that it is standing in your way of serving God. It is the reason why you can serve God. Too busy for unnecessary things. Too busy. Too busy. Too busy. Identify them. You see, and the enemy can surround you with these circumstances and you have so much justification for them that you feel that it's okay and you can't serve God. You can't serve God. You can't serve God. Every planning, you want to be in it. I tell you, unbelievers can do certain things. Leave them to do them. Leave them to go to 28th Street and shop. And you come and sing in the choir. Come and do your rehearsals. Come and play your instruments. Come and arrange the place. Do the work of God. Amen. The other thing, the next thing is that you have to determine the relative importance of your circumstances. The relative importance of your circumstances. And assign value to your circumstances. The relative importance of your circumstances. Amen. Identify the relative importance of that particular circumstance that is standing in your way. What you want to do and what is standing in your way. I see the relative importance of that particular circumstance. Amen. Amen. Some people think that their marriage is more important than God. They have married and it is the most important thing at this present time that they don't have time for. Anything, they, anything that they are doing, some people, when they have children, they put everything they are doing to a stop. We have a child now, they've stopped singing, they stop arranging, they stop doing this, they stop choir rehearsals. My child, my child, baby, and every time it's your baby. And you realize that the thing that we prayed for the thing that we cry to the Lord for, it has now become a hindrance for us to serve him. You pray for your marriage. You wanted to marry. You wanted to marry. Now, because of the marriage, you can't even serve God anymore. Amen. But you see, you don't understand that it is even, you, you, you are married, you are married, and it's because of the God that you serve, that is why you are still married. It is, your husband is still with you because of the word that he hears. That is why he's still with you. You are still with your husband because of the church. That is why you are still in a marriage. So why should that become a hindrance now and that you cannot come to church? You cannot serve, you cannot do choir rehearsal because I gotta go. You have to go home. Amen. You can't, compare your, you can't compare your marriage to God. You can't compare. I say it's because of God. That's why you are still married. And if you want to know, look at your, your friends. Look at your co-workers. Look at them and see how many of them are still married. And look at you. And a lot of them, the issues that you are having in your marriage, they also have them, but they are not married. And it's because of the church, because of the God that you are serving, you are still married. So your marriage can never be important than God. Your marriage can never be more important than God. Amen. The reason why you are not coming to church is because you just got married and I need to stay with my husband. I, I need to lie. You are not coming for all night prayer meeting because you want to lie by your husband. Very soon, very soon, that husband, that will be your prayer topic. You will run to church to come and pray. You will run to come and pray. That husband, that because of him, you can't serve God. You will see Pepe when he starts misbehaving. And nobody will say anything. You will come. 
You will come and pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There is no relationship that you can place above God. For which reason you can't serve God. Some of you young women, if it wasn't for God and the church, most of you would have been pregnant eight times, nine times, and you still will not have had a child. Yeah. You have been pregnant nine times already. And if it wasn't for the church, if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for the things that you are hearing, you would have been pregnant already. And, and some of you would have been pregnant five times but no child. That means that you have gotten rid of them. Yeah. You don't know what the church is doing for you. And so how, how, how can, how can, how can spending time with your beloved be more important than your choir rehearsal? That I have to go and spend time with my beloved. We, my beloved is taking me here so I cannot be at the choir rehearsal. You are joking. You are joking. It, it cannot stand between you and God. Amen. And for that reason, identify your circumstances. I say, identify your circumstances. You see, it sounds, let me tell you, it sounds like it's okay. It sounds as if it's okay. I can, oh, oh, Brother Andy, I, oh, I would have come for the rehearsals. But my beloved and I have to go here and there. And then, what can we say? We say, oh, why don't you finish and then go? You insist. What can we say? Go. That beloved, you will come and pray concerning that beloved. You say, my best friend has developed interest in my beloved. My best friend has seen something. I saw something that my best friend touched to my beloved. Reverend, I wasn't happy about that. And then, you will run and you will come. You will come and you say, Reverend, what, what, what does it mean when you see something? What does it mean? What it means is that your beloved is leaving you. What does it mean when your, your best friend sends a text message like this to your beloved? Reverend, what does it mean? I don't understand how my best friend can send a message like this to my beloved. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Come, I will tell you what it means. I will tell you what it means. For which reason, this beloved, you don't want to serve God. Amen. Amen. The other thing that a lot of people place such importance on over God is their jobs. You place such importance on your job over God. Oh, um, you know, I, I couldn't come, you know. I couldn't come to church and it's because of my job. And you see, the way you say it, the way you say it and how you feel okay with it. You see, how you feel, oh, oh, it's my job, it's my job, you know, it's my job, that is why, oh, 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 I didn't see you, oh, oh I was working, you know, you see, your job, your job, that, it, it, it makes you feel that you have such justification why you should not serve God, but I tell you what, there is no good justification, nothing that is good enough to prevent you from serving God, whether it is your job, whether it is your child, whatever, whether it's your marriage, whatever it is, nothing is good enough to prevent you from serving God. So identify that this is a circumstance that I need to deal with. It's a circumstance that you need to deal with. It's not good enough reason. For with the comfort and the boldness with which you say it, you know, to make you feel like it is okay. I cannot come to church today because I am working. I am working, you know. I am working. And it doesn't concern you. It doesn't bother you. You see, you are not even shy. That is the thing. You are, you, it, 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 you are not worried. You are not worried that a job is really standing in my way. It is a circumstance that is standing in my way from serving God. And it, it troubles me. It doesn't trouble you. It doesn't trouble you. 
So you, 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 you see that you have good justification and you are embracing this circumstance. That is why, that is why. You see, the scripture says that. It says, be vigilant, be sober for your adversary, the devil. Be vigilant of him. Be sober. That is, watch, be careful, watch, be watchful of him. Be watchful of him. And at the same time, he's saying that be vigilant of your circumstances. Also, be vigilant. Because just as, you see, circumstances, they are not devils. They are not demons. Circumstances is not demon, but it has a tendency to do the same thing that demons can do. Such as preventing you from doing the work of God. Such as preventing you from serving God. And so if there's a circumstance in your life that is preventing you and you are embracing it, and you are welcoming it. Because the same similar scripture in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says that what? We should be vigilant, be sober. Isn't that so? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, worketh about seeking whom he may devour. And the scripture that we wrote, we, we just read in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14, 15. What does it say also? F- verse 15. It says, Wherefore ye he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. And then he says, See then that ye walk circumspectly. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. If you read it from the NIV, look at the NIV. This particular verse. He says, Be careful then how you what? How you live. Is it a bad thing to live? Is it a bad thing to work? Isn't work making you live? Isn't work making you have money to pay your bills? Isn't work enhancing your living? But he says, be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Be careful of the things which are enabling you to live. Be careful of your circumstances. Not as unwise, but as wise. Not as unwise, but as wise. Hallelujah. Not as unwise, but as wise. So entertaining your circumstances and welcoming them and embracing them as if, you know, you are justifying them. It's just the same as embracing demons. Because they are equally preventing you from serving God. But see that it troubles you. See that it bothers you. See that it is really standing in your way of serving God. And anything that stays in your way of serving God is not a good thing. Hallelujah. I say it's not a good thing. I'm not sure if you have seen that scripture that is in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. Let's read that. Hebrews 10 and verse 38. What does it say? It says, Hebrews 10. Awake, O sleeper. 38. Awake, thou that sleepest. It says, now the just shall do what? The just shall do what? They shall live by faith. They shall live by faith. You will live by faith. Not as unwise. Not as unwise. You will live by faith. You will live. You will work. You will go to school. You will have a career. You will have a degree. You will live. You have to take care of your children. You have to get married. You have to have children. You will live. But the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. I tell you, you will live. But if you will draw back, God is not going to have pleasure in you. God is not going to be happy with you. That the way you are living has now made you drawn back. The way you are living now, this new way of living, this new job has made you withdrawn from the choir. This new job has made you withdrawn from weekday service. This new job has made you, he says, my soul will not have pleasure in you. But the just shall live by faith. So those of you who place so much importance to your job and my job and my job and my job and because of my job, you know, you know I want to come to you, but because of my job, and then you, you, you're so happy with it. But let it trouble you. That is what the scripture is teaching us. Let it trouble you. Let it trouble you that, you know, I have to do something about my job. Lord, give me a better job. Give me a schedule for which I can serve you. I want to serve you. I want to live, but I want to live by faith. I want to live by faith. 
Amen. And I tell you, if God wants to have pleasure in you, he will give you a job that will baffle your mind. A job that is more than what you have. A job that will give you more money than what you have. A job that will give you a better schedule. Look, when he wanted some people to serve him and worship him and work was standing in their way, he took a whole nation out of another nation. And if he did that, he can do that for you also. I say he can do that for you. God will make a better way for you to serve him. God will give you a better job, a well-paid job, better than what you are having, better benefits, and you will serve him properly because that is what you were created for. That is what he wants you to do. Anything that stands between you and God becomes a God to you. And he says that, have no other gods before me. There should be no other gods before me. Hallelujah. So don't be so happy with and be comfortable with your excuses and the circumstances, making excuses for the circumstances and embracing them as if they are the rightful thing to do. I tell you, if it is standing in your way of serving God, it's not good. It is not good. And I'm not saying leave it, but pray that it will change. And let that bother you. Let it trouble you. Anything that is standing in your way, if it is laziness, laziness is preventing you, it's not okay. And say, it's okay that, you know, it's my habit. I'm not a morning person. Morning person, not being a morning person is a circumstance that is standing in your way of prayer life. And that wake up and be aware of it. That this laziness is not a good thing. Hallelujah. He says, the just shall live by faith. But if any man will draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Hallelujah. And verse 39 says, he says, but we, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. We will not draw back unto destruction. We will not draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. That is what we should believe in. That is what our goal should be on. That is what our mind should be on. Amen. And not that, you know, we have to live. Living, yes, you will live, but the just shall live by faith. God will make a way for you. God can make a way for you. God will make a provision for you. May the Lord open doors into your life. May the Lord open doors that will enable you to serve him. He says that a great door is open, but there are adversaries in the door. May the Lord remove the adversaries that stand in your way of serving him. May the Lord open doors that you can walk through. Better jobs, better jobs, high-paid jobs. May the Lord give favor to your bosses to give you favorable schedules. Schedules that will enable you to serve him. Amen. The Lord, the Lord is able to make your bosses see the value in you. Who you are, what you are on the job. So much value in you that they will do anything to keep you. May that be your story. I say, may that be your story. In the name of Jesus. May that be your story. It's not okay to be comfortable like that and say, this is, this is my schedule. You know, they give you a schedule and you, you realize that it's conflicting with all the things you do in the church and you just take it and walk away. Don't be happy with that. Let it trouble you. I say, let it trouble you. Look, Nehemiah, Nehemiah he, was working, he was working in the king's palace as a servant and the king saw that there's something wrong with you. He said, why is your continent so falling? Why are you like that? Something is wrong. He said, why should something not be wrong with me? If my, my God's house, the walls of my lost city is all broken, why should I be happy? Why should, I, why should my continents not be down? But you see, some of us, today, we are working Sunday and we are so, our continents is not down. Sunday, you are a Christian. Quarrister, Sunday, you are at work. And then they are chatting and they are laughing and they are giggling and you are also laughing and giggling and it's not on your mind. Oh, my house, the house of God. At this time, at this time, they are doing this. At this time, I think they are saying, at this time, they are taking offering. Oh, let me give my offering online. Oh, and uh, oh, Lord, Lord, I don't like this. You know, giving offering from the job. Lord, make it, the Lord will make a way for you. 
I said, but you ask some of you, you, it doesn't bother you. Your mind is not even here. Your offering is in your pocket. It's not my fault. Because of that, you are ordering Chinese food this afternoon. Because you are saving your offering. Amen. You missed Sunday service, so you have breakfast. You, you went to the cafeteria to buy breakfast, and then you are having lunch from your offering. You see, let the Lord see that it is troubling you. Let the Lord see that it bothers you. But you see, don't be so happy. It's, it's my job. I, I, you are okay with it. It's because of the job. That is why I'm not here. And even when we ask and we talk about it, you are angry. You are angry. You are angry that we ah, But don't they know that I work? Don't they know that I have to pay the bills? The bills, you have to pay them, but they just shall live by faith. But they t- they're saying I should come to church on Sunday. How are the bills going to get paid? You have worked all these Sundays. Uh, how much have you saved? How much? Show me how much you have saved. How much is in your account? Listen, if you, if you stay at, look, you see, you oh. <laughs> Let's not spoil the message. Let's continue. Amen. The bill must be paid, but not at the expense of your Christian life. Not at the expense of your relationship with God. Some of you, you don't even need to have some of the bills that you have anyway. I say some of you, you don't need to have some of the bills that you have anyway. Which is making you not serve God. First of all, you didn't need to have that bill. Some of you, need, if you were to just humble yourself. Just humble yourself and you say, oh, I, I think I, I, I need a roommate. And I have to humble myself to be able to change and live with a roommate. You probably would not have to go and rent a whole apartment all by yourself and incur the debt that you have. But it's because you don't have humility. You don't have humility. You cannot humble yourself. Your roommate is complaining that you leave your, your undergarments all over the place. And it's not nice. And this and that. Instead of changing and saying, oh, this behavior is not a nice thing. Leaving your bowls, you, you finish using utensils, and they are in the sink, dirty, and your roommate says, I can't stand this. And, and then you say, if you can, listen, I'm gone. And then you, you are gone. You go and rent a place, and you are paying the rent. You can afford it. It's expensive. You can, and so for that reason, you say, I can't come to church anymore because I have to work on Sundays. I have to work on Tuesdays. I have to work this to be able to pay the bills. You didn't need the bills in the first place. But if you will humble yourself, if you will humble yourself and change and say, I have to change, be able to share a place with my roommate. I have to change to be able to share an apartment with my roommate. I have to be able to share a same bathroom with my roommate. I don't need my own bathroom. I can't afford it anyway. But you go and rent a place. And because you have rented a place, now you have to buy a, a brand new bed, buy sofas, and you go and you charge all these things. Look, one day I'm going to talk to you about credit cards. Okay, we're going to talk about credit cards. Any money that you spend that you don't have is, is not a good thing. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? If you humble yourself and stay in that apartment, you may not need to incur the debt for the first place. The same, you see, and you don't change, and then you move out and go and live on your own with the same behavior. The same behavior, your dirtiness and living mess and all. And then we don't know. You are living by yourself. Your roommate was complaining, so we knew. Now you are living by yourself. Nobody knows. And then some unknowing brother comes to you and says, I want to marry you. And you don't tell the brother that, listen, the way I am, my roommate, I couldn't even live with my roommate. But you, when the brother is coming to visit you, the whole place is clean. The whole place is clean. You have cleaned everything. And then, and then the brother marries you. And you see, that old serpent, which we did not deal with, now, we, in, in, from Genesis,
branches. Now we are seeing the same serpent in Revelation. And then you have become a big dragon for some brother who now has to deal with a behavior that you could have changed, that could have saved you some money, that could have made you stay in the church and do the work of God. You didn't change. And that same behavior now is in a marriage. The man has nowhere to go. It's not a roommate. He can't leave. And he's stuck with this behavior. And now the pastor has problem also. (laughs) The pastor has problem. Amen. The pastor has problems. The man is stuck. He can't go anywhere. But you could have changed this long time ago. By humility. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So change. Change. You don't need the bills for the first place. You don't need the bills. A lot of your bills you can avoid. A lot of the bills you can avoid. I am telling you. A lot of the bills you can avoid. Amen. One day I decided. You know, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not even going to tell you. (laughs) Next week I'll share with you. Our time is up. Our time is up. (laughs) I'll share with you. Our time is up. Next week, I will share with you how to deal with your circumstances. How to deal with your circumstances. But there was a story that I was going to tell you, but remind me. Give to give an offering, so I will share with you next week. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you. Stand to your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Because of gifty, I will share with you next week. There are things that stand in our way of serving God. And we have made excuses, justifications for them. And we justify them so much. We justify them so much. There are circumstances that stand in our way. There are circumstances that are in our way. And we justify them. We justify them. We embrace them. We welcome them. We embrace them. Oh God. But they are still standing in our way. No matter how justification, no matter how we justify them, Lord, they still stand in our way of serving you. And you say, if anyone draws back, you will, your soul will not have pleasure in such a person. Therefore, oh God, open our eyes, oh Lord. To identify our circumstances. Open our eyes, oh God. To categorize our circumstances. The things that stand in our way. The things that prevent us from serving you. Our marriages. Our children. Our jobs. Oh Lord. Our bills. Our needs and our wants. The things that we have given on ourselves. The bills that we do not need. We have carried upon ourselves the things that are preventing us from serving you. Oh Lord, help us. Help us, Jesus. Help us. Deeper into your word of truth. Draw me deeper. Open our eyes, oh God. Open our eyes unto our circumstances. He said we should walk as wise and not on fools. Lord, help us. To walk as wise people, help us to walk as wise wives, help us to walk as wise women, help us to walk as wise husbands, as wise men, oh God, as wise students. Oh, yes, your heart syndrome me, deeper, not deeper. Deeper, 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 deeper
Open our eyes, Father, we are thankful and grateful Lord we thank you for opening our eyes to behold such wondrous things out of your law we are grateful oh God for the things that you have revealed to us tonight Father there are so many things that stand in our way of serving you and Lord we have embraced them we have justified them Father we have found good reasons for them but Lord, you say there is nothing that is good enough reason to prevent us from serving you. There is nothing that is good enough reason to prevent us from doing your work. You say we should live by faith if we are of the just. We should live by faith. And you say if there's anything that will make us draw back, your soul will not have pleasure in us. Lord, let us not draw back. As we have put our hand in a plow, let us not draw back. Father, let us not draw back from what we do for you. Let us not draw back from our service to you. Let us not draw back from our worship to you. We ask God that you make way for us. Father, the things that stand in our way, the things that prevent us from serving you, the obstacles that stand in our way, job schedules that stand in our way, Lord, you are able to make way for us. You say the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Father, turn the heart of our bosses. Turn them to our favors. Let them give us favorable schedules. Make favorable schedules for us in the name of Jesus. Open new doors for us, oh God. We have a heart and a desire to serve you. Open doors for us. Open doors for us. Doors that will enable us to serve you. Doors that will enable us to do more for you. But you are able and capable of doing it. A God that took a nation out of another nation. A God that made a dry land appear in the mighty waters. You are able. You are able. You are able to cause water to appear in the desert. Therefore, Lord, we know you are able. Open doors for us that we will be able to serve you. Make way for us that we will be able to serve you. Remove the hindrances. The things that stand in our way, oh God. Remove them. Relationships that stand in our way. Straighten them for us. Father, the paths that are crooked, may you straighten them for us. That we will be able to serve you. And serve you well. In the name of Jesus. Give us strength, oh God. To continue to serve you. In Jesus' name. If there's anyone here tonight. You are not born again. You want to serve God. But before you can serve God well, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you are here, you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. You want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Master. You want Him to be your Savior. If you were to die tonight, you are not sure of where you are going. But tonight, you can make that certainty. You can make that decision tonight that I am certain that if I were to die any day, I am going to heaven. You are here and you want to make that decision. You want to make that choice. If that is you, lift up your hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you.
You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to be born again. Today, tonight, your life will change. There will be a transformation. Tonight, your name will be written in the book of life. If you want that to be done to you, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, lift up your hand wherever you are with all eyes closed and every head bowed and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I was conceived in sin. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe you rose again on the third day. You conquered the grave all for me. Tonight, let your blood that you shed on Calvary, let that blood wash me. Let it cleanse me. Let it purify me. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life tonight. Lord Jesus, be my master, be my savior. From tonight, I will serve you. I will follow you. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Clap for Jesus as you take your seat. Amen. Are you identifying your circumstances? Are you making decisions? Look. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.